In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today, with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Ladies, Motherhood Talk Radio is here to give you a powerful platform by giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio has interviews with best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, and women of interest who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is on the air now. Moms, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here live today with Christy Holly. Yahoo! 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 We have had so much fun uh, today. We have so much fun preparing for the show. you got to admit, it is a lot of fun. Yes, it is. Yeah, and one of the things we did today to prepare for the show, what did we do? Well, well, we tried on clothes. <laughs> well, you did. I did. You did. I admit, I did try on clothes. And, you know, I was thinking about that, like, you know, when um, today's topic is, you know, uh, we just do it better, meaning there's some things that women just do better. And we're going to have uh, Doris uh, Rivas Brecky come on and talk to us a little bit about some of the research she's done in areas where clearly women do better. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Clearly. Clearly. Um, and, and this is outside the realm of the typical things like, yeah, women are typically better nurturers. Women are, you know, they can give birth. They can create life. You know, those mundane things yeah, we don't yeah, give much yeah. credit for. <laughs> um, but there's quite a few things um, that we do better than than our male counterparts. And um, and that's not to take away from them. Yet, Yes, they have more muscle mass. Yes, they have more facial hair. <laughs> yes, they're able to lose weight faster. Yes, that's, uh, though I've got to tell you, I'm giving, I'm giving Rick a pretty good run for his money this week, this yes. week and last week. Well, yes, you are. So he might have been for the Fit to Strip Challenge the leader, but I don't think so anymore because you saw me trying on clothes and you're like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the, I'm in I'm in last place. I'm sorry, that was so insensitive. Made me as your friend. That's okay. I didn't mean to it. I just want you to celebrate in my happiness. I am. I am. Yeah. Truly, truly. And it was fun to like try on those dresses today too, because Good. you know when you look at going out for an event or going out on a date, we as women put so much more effort into it. That's true. That's so true. I mean, we don't just go in our closets and go like, hey, what's the best thing I have in here, my closet? Or, hey, it's, the shirt is clean. Yeah, if the shirt's clean to wear, just throw it in the dryer, get the wrinkles out. You know, there's a whole process. There is, there is. I have an event on Friday, and I have something special on Thursday, I have gotten a manicure, a pedicure. I went and had a full body massage with a salt club glow. Doesn't my skin look nice? Yep. Um, you know, I will get my hair trimmed, you know, whiten my teeth, uh, go through the whole thing, and then what? Try on three dresses for you guys to see which is the cutest? Dresses and shoes and oh, jewelry. Oh, that's true. And jewelry. <laughs> that's true. You kind of pushed me over the edge with the jewelry. I was like... Well, you know, details, my friend. 
It's true. Well, it's because, you know, especially, too, we live in that digital age, and everywhere I go, it seems now, somebody will snap a picture, even if it's just friends, going out with friends. They're like, woo, let's, let's take a quick picture, and in, like, 30 seconds, it's up on Facebook. Yeah. You know, so your fat is on Facebook, you, you know. You have to be very careful. <laughs> yes. Your ungroomed eyebrows, your yeah. misfire in wearing, like, awful green eyeshadow that makes you look like, you know, the bruised swamp monster. Um, those things show up on Facebook. Yes, they do. That's why you need uh, opinions of your girls. <gasps> That's true. That's true. Well, and, you know, in the effort to present our best side, which is what we're trying to do, and yep. you're captured in a photograph, and, you know, it's like recently I was honored in New York for something and I was given something to wear and they photographed me in it and they're like you know show off the piece and I like smashed my arm flat do you remember that I looked like the elephant man (laughs) I had the world's most gigantic arm just by the camera angle and you know smashing it flat trying to show off the piece of jewelry Um, never 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 Put your arm close to your body never do that well we learned that when we were taking our first fit to strip challenge photos what was the line Suck it in, suck them in, suck, suck in your arm, suck in your arm, come on, suck in your arm. I know, but I think you know, as women, I mean, men are visual creatures. We'll give them that. So, um, and it's kind of hard. I don't know about it, you know, and, and I'd love to bring Doris on and ask her opinion right now because she has, you know, uh, a fashion sense. Um, you, it's hard to go out and sparkle and be yourself and either be on stage, like if I'm speaking or I'm making an appearance or something like that. It's hard for me to do that if I'm worried about, like, the shoes don't fit, I'm busting out of my Spanx, you know, <laughs> yeah. the pantyhose are falling down. You know, it's, it's really, it's very self-conscious to stand up in front of people and have those things and then be photographed as proof <laughs> <laughs> that your wardrobe was a misfire. Well, I think any time that's, if you're not comfortable with what you're wearing, you feel like that, you know, just going to pick up your kids from school. Yeah, but, you know, when you go to pick up your kids from school, most of the moms have the sweatpants, the, the tank top, the hair pulled up in a bun. I'm just saying. Kind of like the mommy wardrobe. That's why I don't get out of my car. I'm just saying. Oh, that I feel self-conscious about that because I've run around all day, and I'm a crazy person at 3 o'clock who looks like that. And I wish I didn't. So, you know, I can tell you an absolutely true story about picking up my kids from school. I had to be down and do a speaking engagement in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I had on my finest. I mean, I had a beautiful, you know, Vera Wang dress on. I had great shoes, my very best jewelry. My hair and makeup had been professionally done. I mean, I looked fantastic. I think I told you the story, Christy. And I walked in to pick up um, my kids and... (laughs) People, two people asked who I was. <laughs> they didn't recognize me. I mean, I had the big sunglasses oh. on, the hair, the do, and they're like, oh, are you new here? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's me. <laughs> it's me under here. Hello. <laughs> Just acting. This looks better. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Doris, what do you think? Do you think we as women do it better than men in, in getting all dressed up and cleaned up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of my thing to begin with. And, um I actually enjoy getting dressed up. Um, I'm into themes because I like that safari print look from Another Life. That was my big thing, always uh, animal print and so forth. Were you a cave girl in Another Life? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is my accessory. uh, It's a big stick. Bone. A bone. But I, I just, I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I was. I think I might have been a cat because my nickname is Top Kitty. 
And, there you go. Yeah. So with that comes the whole, uh, you know, animal print, cat print, uh, jaguar, you know, that kind of print. And eventually I learned from talking with people in the uh, clothing business that the animal print is actually almost like the black, basic black dress look. It's timeless. It, always it is timeless. Yeah. It is timeless. Even, when if, it's I see just, you. Oh, even if it's just... Even if it's just a scarf, you know, the animal print scarf, um, uh, a vest, but it's something that you can always accessorize with your basic black look, which I like. You know, the black T-shirt, the black pants, and then just a little bit of animal print. And you always have a certain, even if it's casual, it's always kind of classy, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. It's definitely a signature look. You know, it's definitely a signature look. And, you know, but you have to be the right personality and the right type to bring off leopard prints. I know when I, um, when I put on leopard prints, I tend to look like Jungle Barbie. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't go. But you have that, like, kind of dark, exotic, Latina thing happening, you know, with the dark hair, the darker That's skin. True. And, yes, you know, yes. and it just pops on you versus yeah. me. I look, you know, anytime I try to dust ethnic, I look kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And you're right. I do have the dark kind of... Uh, Exotic. I have I have heard those words about me before, so maybe that's why I do pull off, even at almost sixty years old. The, well, um, I, you know, and you look great. I mean, you always come in. I, I can't wait to see. Like you have this cute mesh guest backpack. You know, you have the cutest stuff. And part of being a girl, and part of I think doing it better, um, is dressing up is making putting our best foot forward because one of the things that I learned a while ago when I was early on in business and of course it was in Beverly Hills so take it for what it's worth but part (laughs) of our look is our currency as women you know the better we look generally the the more attractive mate we attract the more wealthy mate we attract you know when you really take care of yourself at least initially in the external you know there's nothing you can do you know if the wind blows and your head whistles there's just you know no personality nothing going on upstairs but you know history has proven it over and over where we look at these fabulous models get these great guys and um you know you don't have to look like a model but you need to i think always put forward uh, the best possible you you can, because when you don't, I think when we sell each other short or we sell ourselves short, yep, yep. we start feeling bad about ourselves. You know, we look yep. in the mirror, don't like what we see. We put clothes on and they're too tight or they don't fit, and they, you know, and we as women, I think real women need to have that aspect of their psyche nurtured. Oh this yeah. Is me. Well, and it, it's also it's part of the uh, confidence factor. And you need that. I mean, I, I know I need it. I need to not necessarily dress up, but I, wa- I want to have the fresh clothes on. I want makeup on no matter where I'm going, even if it's just to the market. I, it, for me, in my soul, I need to feel that uh, I look good when I go out. And that See, and that's means something, have... the makeup thing, I blow. I mean, because I put on eye makeup and I smear it all over my head. You know, my lipstick goes up my cheek. I mean, I just, I, I have to learn not to touch my face, not to sit there on my computer and, like, dig my hands through my hair so I come out looking like Einstein. <laughs> um, but I know what you mean about it, when you feel like, it's like new clothes or new shoes. You know, we feel good. We feel pretty. Right. Um, when we feel good and pretty, I think we can focus on other things other than our looks. Right. Yep, yep, yep. 
Right, so this has now become like narcissistic, selfish, you know, pretty girl talk radio. Um, but we are talking about in aspects where women do it better than men, and we dress our husbands, we dress our boyfriends, we dress our sons. We and try. They, we try. We and try. they look good. Well, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with uh, Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some arenas in which women do better than men. And I think that's just really super. Yay. Oh, come on, Christy. Don't you think it's super? It is super. Super duper. Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't a rounding chair of reward, but pick us up after the break. You can check us out on iTunes, and we will come back with Women Do It Better Than Men. Here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on Tugginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky, and we have today as our topic, Women Just Do It Better. What do you think, Christy? Do we? I think most of the time we do. Not all of the time, but most of the time. But most of the time. I mean, we have our the consummate, you know, when you think of a mom, whether she's a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, and how much 
just how much she has to juggle on a daily basis. And I know there's husbands out there. There's some good ones out there that really participate fully in the family and they really help. But what I find most often than not with with my girlfriends and with the people that I know that are friends of my, you know, like the parents of my son's friends, is that the women do double duty. They either take care of the kids all day long, and then when the husband gets home, he's tired, so they still take care of the kids, right. or they take care of the kids, or they have their kids in school or daycare all day long, and then when they get home, they're full frontal mothers again right. for job number two. Um, and I don't generally see that a lot with the men. I think they go right. to their job, they come home, it's their they get their quiet time, they get their time on the weekends, <laughs> and I don't see that happen so much with the moms. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. And when you throw in PTA meetings, you throw in, you know, soccer shoes and, you know, working moms and, you know, Christy, you're trying, you go out and do notaries with your kids in the car. I mean, you seem to combine I don't leave them in the car. No, I know let's you don't leave them in the car. Get, but you take them with you. I have taken them with me a few times, or I have to scramble to find somebody to watch them at last minute. So that's always... Right, so you don't just walk out the door, lock the door, knowing that your kids are taken care of for the whole day to do your thing. No. 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 Hardly ever. Hardly ever. And most of the women I talk to and most of the women that write in our show, one of their chief complaints is that they leave one full-time job for another. Exactly. And when they leave the workforce or they come, you know, back from work. And even though the men do their share in keeping the house, when it's a dual working household, the women end up handling the majority of the child care. And maybe that's because we do it better, or maybe that's because we can. And I can tell you, when I hire moms at Motherhood Incorporated, the first thing they always tell me is like, well, I've only been home for, you know, 10 years, and I, 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 don't, I don't know how to, how to work. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't know how to work because you've been working so hard, you've forgotten you know how to work. You're multitasking, you're decision-making, you're uh, financing the family, you're making decisions every single day, you just don't realize it. So that when it comes to making critical decisions for clients, um, a lot of my stay-at-home moms that perceive they have no skill set have actually all the skill sets that I need for them to engineer a job. They may not have the few technical requirements, the technical skills that I can teach them, but when you're a really good mom, you're a really good stay-at-home mom or a working mom, you have to have unbelievable skill sets that until somebody points them out to you, a lot of women don't recognize. That's true. Totally true. It is. Well, like when you were working with my one client, Christy, you know, you were talking to these people, and, you know, I didn't have to teach you like I have to with some of the kids coming right out of college. The consumer is always right. Be polite to the customer. Right. You know, try to get them around to your way of thinking rather than, you know, do this because I tell you this way. Right. That's getting a child to bed. You know, <laughs> it's like you can call it, put it in a, you know, put it in a, you know, getting them to sign on a corporate deal or putting a child to bed. The negotiation is pretty much the same. Oh and, God. you know, you can't spank and hit your clients, so you might want to. Or threaten them. Or threaten them. Well, you can threaten them. Or put them in a timeout. Yeah. Well, I do. I do. Actually, you know, if I've had enough of my clients, they get a self-imposed timeout. I can't return their phone call. I'll have somebody else return their phone call because I know I'm at my limit. And that's the same thing as calling your mom to come watch the kids, calling your girlfriend to come over, or like last night when I was in the bathtub trying to take my five-minute bath and talk about today's show with Christy, 
oh my god it was either your kid or my kid i hate you and both of them i'm hungry i know yeah so when you want to talk about stress management man stay-at-home moms working moms they've got it cornered um, but we also have Doris Rivas Brecky here today to talk to us about some other areas that women do quite well in uh, handling things that our male counterparts might might not be as strong. We're gonna get a lot of hate mail by this show. I just I can tell it. <laughs> Let's have all the men. Yeah, all the men that tune into motherhood. Yeah, ah. probably like six. <laughs> That's what they get. That's what you get. Go ahead, Doris. Tell us where women exceed men in certain arenas. Well, I don't know if it's exactly exceeding, but it was, to me, this was very interesting. Again, it was something I found on ABC World News, which I just realized that I like that program more than ever because you get a lot of information in a short amount of time, and that's what I need for, especially like a show like this, and what I heard just stopped me again, cold in my tracks. It was about the stock market, which has been on the news a lot lately. And it was talking about women in the stock market, which I've always had an interest, but nobody has actually sat me down to talk about it. And so it's scary. To me, the stock market is scary. I know probably you, Sandra, because you strike me as somebody that's really good with money, that you probably have a lot of background in it. But I don't, and, you know, I'm older and so forth. So so when I heard that women actually may be doing better in this volatile stock market, I just was like, what? Did I just hear right? So I'm listening, and they're talking about these statistics that show that even though the stock market is, a, is at a two-year low, which is scary, but we all know that's happening, that women actually are doing better. And some of the reasons are because, first of all, we don't get emotionally involved in the market, whereas men tend to go up and down. They get kind of like crazy. And you've seen in the movies, at least, how men will start screaming and throwing books around and so forth if they lose in the market, and they're saying Which, no. Which, Doris, is really quite funny. I'm going to interrupt you here. It's really quite sure. funny because, you know, women, we're billed as the more emotional sex. You know, it's yes. like, oh, we cry, we do all these things. We're you know. PMSE. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you, this is where I think you got something going on, and ABC News has tapped into something. Yeah. The stock market is all about long-term viability. You can't react. You can't, you know, and we're going to go back to getting our kids into bed. (laughs) Use that same analogy of putting our child to bed. You know, if we just throw our child into bed, if we just get, get in bed now, which we've all had that voice. We've all done that thing. It's really counterproductive. We need to process it. You've got half an hour before you go to bed. You know, we need to brush your teeth because you're going to bed. You know, repeated messages, you know, to get that child emotionally ready for bed. If we were volatile in our child raising, everything would blow up in our face. And you go. creating a portfolio is like birthing, I can tell you. It is like birthing a child. You have to nurture it. You have to be careful with it. You can't get um, – you can get emotionally attached to it, but you have to keep that little bit of distance that says, you know what, I'm the 
parent because when you have to discipline that child, it's not pleasant. Nobody likes to unless they break the TV, right, Christy? Right. <laughs> Nobody likes to discipline their child. Nobody likes to tell them they've done something wrong. They see their hurt little faces. That requires patience. And women, in general, in relationships, have more patience than men. And I could see how in the creation of a, a financial portfolio, women are more patient. They will go more long-term. They probably tend to make more conservative decisions, whereas you know men tend to be more risk-takers yeah. with some of this stuff. So you've got great gains, but along with great gains comes great losses. Well, you practically validated all the uh, research numbers that they talked about on this segment. You just yeah. said it. Mother yeah, mother rules. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Anyway, Did I blow your whole story? No, 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 no. But, but that just makes me realize that they were right on on what they said. You just said it. Well, and I had a feeling that you would anyway because, remember, I said you look like somebody who knows money. But the other thing that was really cool, <laughs> really cool on this, there's a new book out called Warren Buffett, Invest Like a Girl. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting statement. So it must be what you were saying. He probably invests more on the less emotion uh, doesn't go back and forth, you know, with the volatile, uh, uh, like I was talking about, emotions that supposedly men do. And uh, the other thing that they said is that uh, women tend to pick stable stocks. Men tend to pick trendy stocks. Haha, so stocks are the men's Manolo Blahniks. Stocks are the men's shoes. Oh, oh look so, at that. So, you know, we might take risk with our shoes, but men take risk with their stocks. I know, and see that. But you know what? That goes along with the whole manhood thing. You know, when I think of the men in my life, and you know, they all want to stand out and charge, and you know, I'm going to go take care of things. You know, I'm going to go and pound on things, and you know, make a difference right away. And it's yep. always like when I watch the dynamics in couples, a lot of times it's the wife that goes, "You know what, honey? Let's sit on it a day. Let's." You know, it's very rare that you see a woman charge out, going, "I'm going to beat the crap out of that neighbor." <laughs> it's more like, you know, we probably should have tea. You know, I should. Invite her over to talk about it. You know, it, it is. I mean, it's just a, it's different. Though, if there's a fire, Christy, I will tell you, I would like Greg to charge into that fire. Oh, you yes, know, you so, would. He's very good at what he does. Yes, they have that. You know, they have their uses. You know, because sometimes you do need that heavy hand. But I agree, like in the stock market or in interpersonal relationships, you know, charging in and pounding on people probably isn't the best thing, and being aggressive like that in the stock market might be good for short-term gains, but it's going to kill you uh, long-term. Well, and the other thing that they said because of what is happening right now in the market, that people, because people are, are panicking, that that actually can be part of why things are going downhill, because they're saying that you should step back for a moment which evidently the women are doing that are in the market, they're not jumping in and selling, selling, selling because of panicking. They're being very cool and just stepping back and waiting to see what's going to happen like a week or, or a month from now. 
rather well, than and Doris, yeah. we're going to revisit this when we come back from break because this is a definite difference between the sexes about, you know, your involvement in something versus your caring and nurturing something. We're going to talk about that when we come back from break. My name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky has joined us today with some fascinating insight on areas where women do do it better than men. We're not man haters. We're just having a little fun on the radio. Check us out on iTunes. We'll catch you after the break. Mom, here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Was sad because right. he had a deaf ear, mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the wives never struggled to communicate. Ha. Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's the code of man Keith, and he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Toginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wan and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number, number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap. Don't miss that Keith Wan show Wednesday nights at eight, seven central on Toginet.com. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme Couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's Extreme Couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly and Doris Rebus Brecky, and we are talking about some of the differences between men and women. I know in the past we've talked about relationships, we've talked about dating, we've talked about friendships. Uh, well, on this show, and I want to clarify for all our people listening at home uh, and at work and in the car that we are not man-haters. We're not trying to sit here and say women are better than men in every arena because we will concede that they're, you know, no matter what you do, no matter what you're good at, there's always somebody better, there's always somebody worse. But there are certain trends 
in men and women. Um, and I think, you know, Dr. John Gray in his groundbreaking book from like, I don't know, 20 years ago, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, uh, tried to, um, you know, tried to point that out to us. And I see what's yeah. happening with our military, even in the treatment of PTSD. We're seeing that documents and training and treatment needs to be slightly different for the PTSD female soldier as the PTSD male soldier. But I can tell you anybody having a son or daughter or anyone, you know, with a pulse, should be able to identify that as men and women we deal with things differently. Uh, when we were earlier in the show, Doris was talking about how uh, there was an ABC News report that came out that talked about how women uh, do better in stock market investments uh, than men, and that's primarily because of the um, they're less likely to react emotionally to the stocks, whereas men react more emotionally. They're less apt to take risks, so they show maybe a shorter gain over a longer period of time. Um, but it really is a commentary on the society between men and women, Doris, that we do, we do do things differently. We do perceive things differently. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but I, I like that you said that we're not uh, uh, bashing men because I know all of us here do love men. But I just want to... <laughs> I just want to throw in one joke that I picked up. Also, it wasn't on work. Okay, okay, okay. It wasn't, it, wasn't on, it, was, it wasn't on world news, but it was on a show. And this joke actually was done by a very macho man about men. And this guy, he's the producer of Top Gear. I don't even know that show, but evidently it's a big show a month's Men, it's about cars, Top Gear, G-E-A-R. So, no, I thought Top Deer, like Buck Hunt Pro or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's about uh, cars and stuff. So, you know, very macho show. But anyway, this guy says, he says, the journey into the male mind is a potentially funny place because, let's face it, nothing happens there. <laughs> And I thought, I can't believe that guy just said that, and it was on 60 Minutes. So That's anyway. very funny. <laughs> so we're, it's not just women that think men maybe, you know, don't always do everything, whereas people always say that women do everything. So. Well, and I think, you know, it's like when I look at, you know, I was raised with brothers, and I actually had the luxury of sharing a bedroom with my brother for a while. We definitely shared a bathroom. And we both agree, or all three of us agree, that we are better off because I brought in, like, Glamour and Cosmo into the bathroom, and they brought in Motor Trend and Hot Rod. Because, <laughs> you know, when you look at those magazines, I was always amazed that, okay, both magazines feature pretty girls. One magazine has them straddling a hood, you know, <laughs> no. and one, you know, might have them standing in the mirror, you know, curling her hair. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter was, even just in the execution of these magazines, we would watch, I would look at there, and they'd be like, oh, my God, there's like two paragraphs on this page to read. I could read this whole magazine in like six minutes versus the glamour. You know, it's got, you know, page upon page. It's like a beauty manual every month. Um, and Seventeen Magazine, another one of my favorites, you know, is got right. pictures, but the pictures are there to illustrate the, the, the article. article. But yeah. you're like Motor Trend and Auto Trader. Well, not so much Auto Trader, but those magazines, the men's magazines, even men's health figure, you know, so much of that landscape is left to photography of big, pictures of beautiful women and um right wow not a whole lot of thinking going on there i gotta say yeah 
interesting. See, you just validated another point then, and this is what that guy said. There's nothing there. Well, what happens is if you buy that hood of that car, buy a car like that, that you're going to attract a woman like that. Ah, so, there's so that's a transfer. A like, you know, hey, now. Hey, now. I'm going to get a girl like this. Right, if I have this, you know, 1970s Chevelle muscle car, yeah. then I can get, you know, someone who just happens to be walking out of a grocery store into a car show in platform heels and a yellow bikini, because yeah. that happens a lot. Well, have you ever thought that sometimes maybe a man um, just pretends he doesn't know what's going on sometimes so that the woman can pick up the slack and do all these oh, wonderful absolutely. things? Oh, absolutely, the learned helplessness, because... You know, hey, if they don't do it, look who runs and scurries and gets everything done. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I've run into it on a number of occasions, the whole, like, either, well, I don't know how to do that. And, of course, you know, you're a Harvard graduate, so you're stumped by a gas stove. Or (laughs) however could I turn this on? However could I turn on this (laughs) stove and cook an egg? But, you know, if I was in a bikini straddling the hood of your car in 110-degree heat, I bet you could crack (laughs) that egg on the hood and cook it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Or my favorite, too, is the whole, I'm just a dumb guy, I don't think that way, I wouldn't do this, I would, don't think that way. And it's like, and then you look and you go, wow, you were visiting like 900 porn sites last week. Of course you think that way. You're a man. Just buck up and fess up to it. <laughs> um, but I think there's an ability for us to hide behind the social stereotypes. Yeah. I mean, I do it. I mean, arguably, I do it. I, if I go into an arena, um, a business arena with a group of men, and I'm all dressed up nice, I will stand there in the conversation initially. I will let all the men, like, shoot their wad, you know, talk about big man, I'm big man, I've got a big car, I've got a big right, watch, right. look at my Porsche, and, you know, they'll huff and puff. And I'll just stand there with this purposely, you know, vacuous look on my face because as a tall blonde with big boobs, you can pull that off. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but they tip their hat. They tip their hat and they tell me immediately, like, how do I need to reach them to get them to be a client? Do I approach them on an intellectual level? Do I pander their pocketbook, tell them they can make them a lot more money? Um, you know, do I pull, you know, what magic rabbit do I pull out of my hat for these men because when you do play into a cultural stereotype, people believe it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what hat are you bringing to the party, girl? That's right. What hat are we bringing to the party? But like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. as women, part of our look, part of being female, part of being feminine is part of our currency. Currency meaning that we can exchange that currency for other things. We can exchange it for a good husband. We can exchange it for a date. We can exchange it for um, somebody to get um, when I look at my cohorts that went to Northwestern's business school with me, some of them went that route where they were going to stay feminine, they were going to stay pretty, and they got you know into CNN, doors open for them, and then there was a, quite a few of them that were like, I'm not going to trade on my looks, I'm going to exist solely on my brains, cut their hair short, put those like nasty little glasses on, you know, started looking little, you know, tough, right, right. business chicks, and um you know, in some arenas that worked for them. Most of them now own their own companies. Um, but a lot of times you can see it in sales. Good-looking people get through the door. If you dress yourself up and look nice, people will talk to you. You know, in the times I've flown, if I dress up nice for flying, a lot of times if there's an issue with seats, I get bumped up. You get yep. treated better. You do get treated yep. better. Yeah. 
You know, and I think as women, we have to embrace that and embrace that that's part of our currency. And, um, you know, as our Fit to Strip Challenge winds to an end uh, next month, um, you know, we want to take a really hard look at our physicality in the difference of between men and women. Because, Christy, you and I saw, you know, Rick made three modifications in his diet and lost more weight than you and I did hitting the gym, you know, switching all these things around. I mean, men lose weight quicker than women. Yes, they do. It's annoying. It is annoying. So in that case, men do it better than we do. Thank you. There you um, go. But there's some things we can do, Doris, and you pulled up some things that we can do as women uh, that can help us with uh, having our treating our bodies better and recognizing that our currency is part of who we are as women. You mean like the healthy living stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean... That was another report that I saw on ABC World News that uh, they were bringing up about uh, the whole weight factor. I mean, we you know we see it every day on some news program about how our children are um, you know borderline obese and it's becoming epidemic amongst children and adults. And they were throwing out some inter- interesting statistics that I thought, oh wow, that uh, again. I thought about women because we basically are the ones that take care of the household stuff. And one of the things they said was, do you know that if you just change your 12-inch dinner plate to a uh, 10-inch plate, that you would normally put 23% more food on the 12-inch plate. So see, if you go down to a smaller plate, you automatically, if you stick with that, you will inevitably lose weight. And who's going to make that decision? Not the guy. <laughs> no, are you kidding? He likes pie. I, I used to date a guy who told me he likes food that comes in piles. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, again, it's, you know, it's the women. And uh, the other thing that they said, you know, going back to the plate thing, is that 92% of what we serve ourselves, we eat. 92% of what's on the plate. So, again, if you go down to the smaller plate, even if you eat 92% of that, you're eating, you know, less right off the bat. And, again, it's going to be the woman that makes overall that decision in the, you know, healthy living environment. Well, in eating less by far, like when I look at the last year of the Fit to Strip Challenge and all the different help we've had through nutritionists and trainers and registered dietitians, um, it really came down to it, I was eating too much. And even though, you know, like right now I'm not eating hardly at all, you know, because of some situations in my family that, you know, grief is a good thing, you know, for weight loss. Go ahead and say it. (laughs) Grief is good for weight loss. Um, uh, eating less mm-hmm. makes the biggest difference. You know, I was working out five times a week, and I haven't seen as much weight loss as I've seen in the past uh, two weeks as I have with eating a lot less. So um, I think, you know, that whole eat more, move less needs to mean eat less, eat less, and move more, uh, especially in our society where food is so prevalent. But my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly. Our guest today is Doris Rivas Brecky. She's brought us some great insight into health and currency and some areas where women do better than men. If you didn't catch our show earlier today, you can pick us up on iTunes. Uh, We are available under Motherhood Talk Radio. We're also available on toginet.com, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com, or check us out at motherhoodtalkradio.com. Mom? 
here's your show, Motherhood Talk Radio, giving you interesting, inspiring, and influential information as you navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. This is Motherhood Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment, and that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues. For more information, check out the website, motherhoodtalkradio.com. Now, let's get back to the show with your hosts, Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Christy Holly and Doris Rivas Brecky, and we are talking about the differences between men and women and some of the arenas where women actually do things better, uh, one being investing, two being uh, everything else. Everything else, I know. <laughs> all of the above. Wow. All of the above. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting couple of weeks to me, uh, for me, this uh, this past couple weeks because my mom has gone into hospice. Uh, you know, she's in the preactive stage of dying. She's getting, you know, ready to leave us. Um, I don't know when that'll be, but um, it's been interesting to me to watch the dynamic in my family because my mom was always the spiritual head of our family. She took us to church. She taught us our prayers. You know, when I think of being a little girl, my mom would be like, well, just, you know, give your worries to God. Just go to sleep and rest your head and say the Our Father, you know, three Hail Marys and a act of contrition thrown in there for good measure. Um, you know, I think of the spiritual upbringing in my family was primarily through my mother. And um, now when my mother is so sick and requires full care from my father, it's kind of funny and interesting and poignant. You know, when I look back, you know, my dad sends these emails with bullet points. It's like, you know, mom ate today, you know, mom up every 20 minutes, you know, just <laughs> very short and sweet, short and sweet, you know, need to know basis, you know, you and the boy's good. 
and uh, you still go to the gym. You know, you're you're working hard. You know, everything still goes on for him. And uh, you know, if it was the other way around, if I, you know, and I, you know, just presupposing because it's not happening. But you know, if it was my dad who was was um, ready to check out, uh, my mom would be like, "Well, we have to go to church and pray. Make sure you're saying your prayers. Talk to God. You know, nurturing. Nurturing. How are you doing with this? You know, um, at no point, you know." <laughs> My dad said, like, you know, how are you handling all this? It's just, you know, keep moving, need to know basis. You know, it's it's very interesting. Like, keep Christy, your head down and keep moving, girl. Keep your head right. Yep. So, check, 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 check. 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 That's, it. That's it. And, um, you know, we are very different, even in the handling of grief um, with our families and with our family members. And specifically, you know, it's funny because the men are traditionally thought of as the leaders of the household. And I think that's because we just give it an economic title because most, most households, it wasn't the case in mine. It wasn't mine growing up. It wasn't in my marriage where the man made more than the woman. Um, we were upside down from the start. But, you know, the man being the financial leader of the household I think is more appropriate because when you look at nutrition, the female is generally the leader of the household. When you look at spirituality, um, when you look at really um, the lifestyle that you live, you know, the furniture that you have, the books that are in your house, the clothes that you wear, all those things are generally from the female. Right. And um, and I'd like to touch a little bit about the spirituality of the family uh, because we're going to have a great guest next week. Uh, she's Janine Wilborn, and she is the owner of a company called Touchnology, like I touch you, you know, like ET touches you, uh, Touchnology, and it's the synergy of psychology, uh, positive psychology, um, emotion, and heart put together to create packages that handle that help our service members communicate with their family. She's part of the Yellow Ribbon program which delivered, you know, I don't know, 100,000 or something like those of these packets that have postcards that kids can write to their service member, mom and dad. They have a a nice little diary that older kids can fill in so when their mom and dad come back from deployment and she herself has had a tremendous injury which she's going to talk to us about next week and how she's recovered. Um, but she's a great guest to talk about recovery, spirituality, and, and how to move forward with what life throws you. But in the spiritual realm of the family, Doris and Christy, I'm going to ask you guys to weigh in on this. Who is the spiritual leader? Go ahead, Doris. Well, should I go first? Yes. yes. <laughs> Christy, pass the buck, man. I, th- I mean, it's my feeling that it's the woman. And I think Christy was saying earlier about nurturing. I'm not a mother, but I, I'm very sensitive, and I feel that uh, it's it's all it's always has been the woman because we're we're more in tune, or we want to be more in tune with the people that are in our inner circle around us. So we're we seem to be more aware when someone that we care for is not feeling good, uh, is depressed or sad or is happy, and we want to be a part of that. And you were talking about your dad doing the bullet point thing on on what's happening with your mom. The exact opposite is true, that if it was your mom uh, talking about your dad's uh, uh, suffering, she would be reaching out individually to all of the siblings and so forth, and giving detailed reports. That's what women do. 
Well, I happen to, I think with your dad, though, in this situation, I think that your dad wants to stay strong and not break down because the minute he talks to you and really tells you how he feels, because he's been a life partner with your mom for so long. 55 years. I mean, come on. If he starts talking about that, he's going to fall apart and he needs to stay strong at this time. So I don't know that he's not nurturing and that, you know, the bullet bullet points are just his way of coping right now is Mm -hmm. what I feel. And I think that, you know, once it happens, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a hard time, you know, getting your dad. I mean, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, he's going to be destroyed. As strong as he is right now and the front that he has to do, you know, I mean, he's going to need some spiritual healing. Right, and he's got a job to do right now, which is take care of my mom and help her exit this world. And he's been doing that for a while. He has. You know, been building that up. He has to to in order to survive day to day. That's true. That's true. It's just it's, it's interesting how, you know, people deal with what they need to deal. I know when, and times in my life when I've been in crisis, I'm like, Chrissy, <laughs> this is what happened to me, this is my bad day. And then, you know, it's so funny because you either point me in the right direction, you tell me just what I need to hear, or sometimes you just listen and go, I know. And sometimes that's all we need, you know, insofar as that, you know, emotional support and, and, you know, in a spiritual perspective, like for me, I like to go to church and just be, you know, I don't want to shake anybody's hands. I don't want to be anybody's friend either. You know, I, I don't go to church for social. I go to church to commune with God, to sit there and talk to him or listen to what the pastor or the preacher or the priest has to say, um, you know, to get the message that I need, you know, I don't really go there to get for a social life. I don't go there to meet anybody. Not for the donut? Well, okay, the donut maybe. <laughs> and Monday, the coffee? Yes. <laughs> and the free coffee? Yes. That's definitely, my son Zach calls it donut church because he likes to go on <laughs> the first Sunday of the month. They serve donuts, and I'll admit I do like the donuts too. Just saying. I know. I don't put donuts in the house. You know, no. God had served donuts at the crucifixion. It might have gone a whole different way. That's true. That's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a visual that was. What a visual. <laughs> Chocolate. Well, but I think there's something to be said. I mean, that's like, you know, there are studies that are done that say um, that when kids go get a shot, you know, there's something to, to do with the old tradition of giving them a lollipop. It's like if you give a little kid a bit of sugar before they get a shot, they repa- we report less pain with the shot, with an injection. Um, and so there is something to be said that when we are easing pain, when we are suffering, you know, it's like, hello, girls, it's called chocolate. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> you know, it's not something foreign, uh, whether it's a donut or chocolate or just some little sweet. Um, it makes us feel better. Yeah. Oh, and then also comfort, comfort food. Comfort food, definitely. Definitely. Um, so I found that with Rona, uh, Dr. Rona Brennan, Brennan, how do we pronounce Brennan. it? Brennan. From the secret? No, no, she's from our oh. show. She was the nutritionist on our oh. show. She has so filled my head with horrifying thoughts with my old comfort foods, it's very hard for me to turn back to them. 
Rona, Rona. Yeah, we're going to have Rona back on soon. We had um, a lot of fun with her, Doris. But let's get back to the spirituality thing because that's something that we don't need to eat. <laughs> we don't need to work it off on the gym. No. Um, you know, when we talk about the differences of men and women, Doris, would you say that we could bring in a spirituality aspect to ask us for patience with each other? Oh, my gosh, yes. I think that's even one of the uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, for people who are familiar with Bible terms, the fruit of the Spirit, one of the uh, fruits is patience. And that's something that um, we're, we as spiritual people, uh, Christians in particular, if you're into that, that you strive in your overall being to be patient, which means that's a constant, a constant thing that you're working on throughout your life. You want to strive to be a patient person. And, I mean, it's my feeling that that's where women come in again because do we not always hear about men being impatient? That's when they start to the whole volatile personality and so forth. And women tend to recognize when they get into that crazy mode in general. I'm not saying all, but in general, we tend to catch ourselves and then bring ourselves back into a more calm state. It's easier for us to. Well, and it's a learned skill. It's a learned habit. I think as little girls, you know, I know I was taught when I'd start pitching a fit, my mom would be like, that's not being ladylike, and now sit down and behave yourself. And, you know, Absolutely. so it's probably learned. But as parents, Christy, you and I know this, you know, boy, Nikki put you through your paces last week <laughs> with that television incident. She threw a... She does that every day. Every day. I have to practice my patience every day. But as parents, that's a big part of parenting. I mean, you recognize what your flaws are. You recognize them right away. And you realize that when you're impatient with your kids or you're impatient with your spouse, it just causes problems. It's never good. It is never good. It's just never good. And uh, I think, you know, part of the fruits of the Spirit, you know, they got that one right where we have to cultivate patience. And I think, you know, radio shows like ours today really teach us that, you know, we do love each other. We do love men. We do love women. Uh, We are different. You know, we need to recognize that and we need to embrace that, but we also have to have the patience to uh, handle the situations as they arise because being a mother, being a wife, being a friend are very, very precious but very difficult um, difficult tasks for us. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly. We had Doris Rivas Brecky today uh, coming on our show. Next week we're going to have Janine Wilborn of Touchnology, and she's going to talk about a really interesting topic which is emotions and how emotions create poisons in our body. And as women, the process of crying helps cleanse the body, helps cleanse the spirit, helps cleanse us so that we can go and pick ourselves up and do everything we have to do every day, day in and day out. Thank you for being a part of Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly on Toginet.com. Join us every Tuesday at